The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pinball Show, episode 22 with your host, myself, Zach Minnie, and Dennis Creasel. Dennis is back. How's it going, Dennis? It's going great. It's like I was never gone. You, you still didn't miss me, did you? No, not really. It was nice to have a break, though. What Was it nice hearing Tony and I going solo? Were you like... You all will fail without me. No, I, I, no, I would never think such a thing. That was the first time Tony had to do Eclectic Gamers by himself, though. All he he did really well. Uh, he's gotten a lot of really positive feedback, and a lot of people wanted to talk to him because he had a big focus on in the mm-hmm. pinball segment about literature and books that could be made into pinball machines. And so yeah. I think some people have been writing in trying to stump him, and it's like, if you're going in with like spec fic and you think you're going to name a book series <laughs> that Tony isn't familiar with, you have got to be kidding me. That guy <laughs> devours books like great white sharks devour swimmers off Amity Island. Oh, Wow. A book shark. Book shark. <laughs> yes, book shark. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed his episode. People seem to enjoy uh, episode 21 of the Pinball Show, except for hmm. the handful of uh, heart lovers yeah. out there. Some, some might say that you were heartless. Heartless. A little bit heartless there. I, uh, I wanted to say to the entire audience that listens and follows the Pinball Show, that I was wrong. Wrong. Completely wrong. Wrong. I said I don't think that Heart is worth a shit besides this one song called Alone. Wrong. And Jeff Teolis messaged, <laughs> I think he messaged you, but he messaged myself. Yeah, I got a message. Basically, if I was dramatizing this in a kind way, Jeff Teolis was like, what the hell is wrong with you, Zach? It's one of his favorite bands. And I went back and, and did some research. And it doesn't take much research. I don't know what I was thinking. Heart is a badass band. Yeah, I I, I love Heart. I have a Heart album somewhere. Uh, My personal favorite song is actually Crazy on You, but Straight On is really good. Oh, Uh, Magic Man? I even like Dreamboat Annie. Um, Okay, all right. I've been listening to a lot of Heart, so I know all of these now. I listen to the Spotify channel. Mm. All I want to do is make sweet love to you. All these songs are really good. Barracuda? Oh yeah, Bar- oh Barracuda, oh great. I love that guitar intro. And uh, of course, uh, it was no shot. I was corresponding with, with Jeff and uh, noted, and then I didn't even zoom in because he had posted a picture of him with heart. And mm-hmm. I didn't zoom in and look at his shirt because I said, and you know, a lot of people, which I was like, I know Jeff would know this, but Heart actually also is a really kick-ass Led Zeppelin cover band. Mm. Like they do Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and all they do all sorts of Led Zeppelin songs. So really well too. So they're mm. they're an incredible band. And I was I was incredibly wrong. So here's me saying to you, listener, I was utterly wrong. I was wrong, and I think Dwight Sullivan was probably taking notes. Just saying. Mm. He's probably a Heart fan, too. Yeah, well, who isn't? Ma- Magic Man is probably his favorite song. Come on, 
I was just, I was lost without you. I was alone. And that's what happens. Well, I say stupid things. Well, unfortunately, I, I wasn't feeling all that well to sit and record that day. But I did give oh. you a day's notice. So. Oh, yeah, you have plenty of time. But uh, we're glad that you're back in the saddle again. I am. And, uh, oh, I did want to update people that um, I, I worried about people getting flat tires, almost like a premonition, right? Oh, premonition somebody's gonna get a flat tire and two of our listeners actually messaged me with pictures of them uh receiving flat tires this last week so Mm. i don't know if that was a a premonition i had or i don't know if i was if i put that little curse on them the flat tire pinball show curse but my apologies there for people with flat tires but you know what's going to happen this week five people not four not six five people are going to stub their toe hmm God, I hate that. Almost done. Just one more. Oh, when's the last time you stubbed your toe, Dennis? I don't remember because it probably happens a lot. God, oh, the feeling. Just walk it off. Oh, my God. I just want to die. I want to die. I want to die. So this week is uh, stub toe. Mm. That's what's going to happen this week. I have a feeling. I just have a feeling. So what else you've been up to since uh, last recording? Anything fun? No, no. It's mostly been recovery and uh, and work. Of course, work's been busy. So focused on that. I didn't stream or anything. I haven't played much in the way of video games. Really? No. Watching TV shows? Did you watch Perry Mason yet? I'm telling you. I have not watched Perry Mason yet. I watched the second oh, season of Hannah. What? What? Hannah? 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 I don't know I which don't, way to say it, it. I thought that was a film. It was, but they there's now an Amazon series for it. It was so bad that they made it into an Amazon Prime series. <gasps> I'm going to have to get you off this Amazon kick that you're on. No. You shut Trade up. Trade it for HBO. No. What? No one needs you. HBO now that Game of Thrones is gone. Give me a break. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Yes. No. Sopranos? You ever seen Sopranos? Nope. What? It's on Amazon if I want to watch it, but uh, no. Please do. Do yourself a favor. No, I don't need to watch yet another mob show. Oh, my God. I'm going through another mob show, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, Steve Buscemi? Mm. Mm. That's a good one. He was a firefighter. I didn't know that. Yeah. New York City. Little Buscemi was a firefighter? Mm. Huh. Yeah, he participates in a lot of uh, like 9-11 memorial stuff and, and things, yeah. Did not know that. So you learn something new every day. You talk to a Dennis Greasel. I'm trying to think what uh, I've been up to. I've been doing a lot of mods. Had some time. Did some mods this weekend. Mm, did um, you make any videos about them? Uh, you know what? No, I didn't. I just wanted to enjoy the mod process because filming installs and stuff like that is a it's can be kind of a pain in the ass. Um, the one we did for Straight Down the Mill, we did do a pin woofer. That wasn't really a, a mod. That was more like a promotional thing for pin woofer. Uh, that we got shit on, of course, but no, no, really cool mod with new amp and stuff dedicated for pinball. So go check out Pinwoofer. But oh, I put a new coin door on my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles LE, Dennis. Why didn't wasn't the current coin door new enough? It wasn't green. Mm. I like I like green. Okay, I wanted to match it. I wanted to be powder coat. Had to uh, the shooter assembly. And the coin door, I wanted to have fully matched with the rest of the trim. And I think I'm going to do that with my 
with my LEs because I got Rick and Morty in here with the uh, the color coin door. Upgraded this one. I think Stranger Things. Is Rick and next, Morty working now? Yeah, it is. It is fantastic. Keep pressing start on it, and I can't wait to review and talk about that game more. But um, that's for another episode. But yeah, so I've been modding some stuff out. I did the tower mod on. Uh, Jurassic Park, some plastic protectors, put some pin stadiums in. Ooh, I added some speaker light kits. Love those damn things. I've been getting all fancified. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've been up to. I wonder what our correspondents have been up to. Probably nothing. No, they, no they're going to give us the news. Think we'll have a Craig Bobby spotting? Yeah, probably. It feels like he'd been slacking off lately, so he'll want to <laughs> show that he's still alive. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hey, this is Kaz with an American Pinball Update. As more and more Hot Wheels are being unboxed, everyone is enjoying the game. Looks like they're having a great time. If you want to catch up on any streams, uh, there's a couple different streams that happened over the last few days. Live Catch Pinball did a stream with Josh Kugler, and now the video is available on YouTube. Just look for Live Catch Pinball. And also check out the TurboGrafx-7 Twitch stream with Ryan Kuyper, Dave Brennan, and Michael Grant. They had a stream on Friday night. You can watch the stream replay of that on the TurboGrafx-7 Twitch page. And also, there were a few cool and interesting stories on the American Pinball Facebook page. Check those out as well. Hope everyone's having a great week. For American Pinball, this is Brian Cosner. Matt Morrison here with your Chicago Gaming Company update for the week. It's been radio silent for weeks now at Chicago Gaming Company, slowly cranking out Medieval Madness remakes and getting those standalone toppers and RGB upgrade kits ready. However, our TPN CGC remake poll has officially ended. There were three clear front runners, but only one winner. With a total of 234 votes in the entire poll, Indiana Jones The Pinball Adventure comes out on top, and rightfully so, with average examples of this game reaching into the sevens. In second place, the next rumored remake from Chicago Gaming Company of Cactus Canyon, and only one vote away in third place is Tales of the Arabian Nights. And lastly, with all the location pinball hurting right now, I want to give a big shout out to Silver Ball Subs in Asheville, North Carolina. He was opening his business right as the lockdown went into effect. He is open now. The subs are awesome. He has his machines distanced responsibly, sanitizers everywhere. If you're traveling in or around Western North Carolina near Asheville, stop in and support Silver Ball Subs. That'll do it this week. I'm Matt Morrison. Hello, and it's time for this week's SHIT update with Dr. John on the Pinball Show. Not too much happening. Rick and Morty continue to roll out. Celts is a matter of weeks away, I understand. But the news out of Spooky is they are hiring. If you want to get into the pinball industry like everyone else in the pinball media seems to be doing, you've got to ring Spooky Pinball. They're expanding their technical department, and you can either email service at spookypinball.com or call them, and their number is available on the interwebs. The other thing happening with poor old Spooky is if you've been streaming Rick and Morty, there are problems with copyright apparently, according to YouTube, and you can get strikes and banned permanently if you use content on the pinball machine. A rather unusual situation, but not one instigated by Spooky, and they're actually rather peeved about it all. I'm not sure of the solution, but I know all streamers and YouTubers are facing the same problem. Good luck with it all in the future. Well, that's it for this week. Catch you next time. 
The Stern Factory keeps on chugging, code updates galore, and the finish to the 2020 Stern Showdown. Hey everyone, Craig here again, your pinball show's Stern News Correspondent, with another week of unboxings as happy TMNT Pro and LE owners post their prize purchases online as Stern continues to pump out these games while they can before a second COVID wave hits in the fall. Get those games while you can folks, as this thing ain't over yet. Meanwhile, no one can accuse Stern for having their games rest in Ghostbuster Code Limbo as the Stern coders continue to make hay with new Jurassic Park Code V1.02 and Stranger Things Code V.97. Beyond the usual bug fixes and polish, the Jurassic Park Code features a new competition challenge option and high score table while the Stranger Things code includes two new wizard modes, Total Isolation 2 Multiball and Send It Back Multiball. And congratulations to Stern's 2018 Iron Maiden as it became the grand champion of Stern's 2020 showdown as it narrowly defeated Stern's 2003 Lord of the Rings as the greatest Stern title of all time. Iron Maiden has now officially sealed its spot as one of the all-time greatest pinball machines as decided by you, the players, with over 100,000 votes cast across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Can it win again in 2021? We shall wait and see. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. So we will get to some of that news. It's always great hearing from those correspondents, the little wascally wabbits. What do you think? Did you hear about that? The new cartoon Looney Tunes, the uh, Yosemite Sam, and Elmer Fudd no longer can handle guns. I had not They're heard. Too political for you to discuss. <laughs> well, it's too not pinball related because Looney Tunes only brings back memories of the infamous Birthday System bash? Eleven Bugs Bunny. Yeah, give the guys their guns. Come on. It's a cartoon. And incidentally, that uh, that's a common misunderstanding, but it's Bugs Bunny's birthday ball, not bash. Oh, uh, well, it wasn't much of a bowl. Some interesting things in that game, though. That's, That's generous of things. you. Interesting. I wonder if Tony will pick that in a Build-A-Bank. <laughs> I'm sure he will. <laughs> no, no, he's played it. He hates it. I'm sure he will. And speaking of cartoons, did you hear that Mark Silk was on the Loser Kid Pinball podcast this week? I did. Unfortunately, I am way behind on podcasts because I did next to no driving in this last week. So, And that's when I mostly catch up. So yeah. I've not heard it yet. It is in my playlist ready to go, though. Well, no worries. That's what you got me for. I've got to say that it was truly a joy to listen to uh, voice actor Mark Silk on the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. You guys would do yourselves a big service to go there and listen to that because Mark Silk is a man of many voices, as many of you know. Uh, he's done some impeccable work in Hollywood, uh, cartoon Well, I didn't realize he did Bob the Builder. I thought it was a UK Bob the Builder. He did Bob the Builder for the US for a long time, the Scooby and Shaggy. Um, he's very, very decorated in the voice artistry field. But he was on there, and he was talking about how much fun it was working with Stern Pinball on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as uh, he has voiced, I think you said a couple weeks ago, Dennis, he has voiced six different characters. Uh, and they asked him, they said, what was your what was your favorite character to voice on the new Stern Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And he said, Splinter. That was surprising to me. Why? Why are you Splinter. surprised? Because it's a very... There's not a lot going on. It's mystical with that voice. Yeah, he said that's what he had described it as mystical. 
Yeah. He said Splinter has had many voices over the years of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Even in the original series, it would change often. So he had to put his own spin on it. And he said it feels more like him, but in a very mystical role model sort of way. Splinter. And I didn't know this. He once, this just made me chuckle. It's not really relevant. But he once landed a gig because of doing a Sinatra chicken. Hmm. <laughs> Sinatra chicken just makes me laugh. Had a whole uh, New York, New York using the sound of a, a Sinatra chicken. Okay. Uh, Dennis, we don't have any news this week, so I'm stretching. Okay, here. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know what that means, so. You have to tune in and find out. We also have a new champion. Mm. There's a champion among us. Really? But not, a, not, but, not but not us ourselves. We are not the champions, my friends. Ah, well, you know, uh, numbers don't lie, so we're we're there. But there's a new champion at Stern Pinball. They did the Stern Showdown. Oh yeah, that's been going Omaha. for months. Oh, for months upon months. There were some shenanigans in there with Metallica and all that, right? But uh, a really cool cool promotion. I liked it. But there's a winner now. The champion has been crowned. And I didn't think this would happen. I thought Lord of the Rings was going to win this whole bracket. And it, it ended up in the finals. But it didn't receive the majority of votes. Iron Maiden. Keith Elwin. Zombie Eddie. And the crew over there at Stern Pinball. Iron Maiden wins the Stern Showdown over Lord of the Rings with a 59% of the vote. Wow. Surprised? Uh, kinda, yeah. I was too. Ever, everything's subjective here on this bracket, but do you think, are you okay with Iron Maiden winning that entire bracket? I'm okay with anything winning. Really? Yeah, Avengers? I mean, what? how am I supposed to not be okay? It was a vote, I mean. Sopranos, you'd be okay with that? I've never played it. I haven't played too much of it. I haven't watched it and I haven't played it. I put it in its place. Whoa, Nelly. I haven't played it. And that wasn't no. in the bracket anyway. You don't need to play that. So Iron Maiden. I mean, wins. it's is it is it what I would have picked? No. But no, we've done that. But it is a very popular, uh, well respected game. So it's really I feel hard to be critical of it. I mean, as much as it's Lord of the Rings, and, and I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings, uh, but Lord of the yes. Rings is almost more of a legend than it is a player. I don't know how to it, I, I see what you're saying. It's like, it's, you know, it's got a status because in that period of 2000 to 2010, there mm-hmm. are really only two stern pinball machines that get any sort of love. Simpsons Pinball yeah. Party and Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But even a Lord of the Rings fans often will note, okay, well, all the games, if you want to get anywhere, are marathon games. Several of the shots are a little clunky. Uh, mm-hmm. da, da, da. And then you've got Iron Maiden, which has got... All the new tech, the brand new game from a new designer. Uh, you know, it's it it's not clunky, uh, mm-hmm. but but on the flip side, theme definitely doesn't resonate as well as Lord of the Rings does for most people. And uh, there's some ball hangups that it was prone to as well, especially near that bullseye target. Uh, I would have picked Lord of the Rings over. Iron Maiden, I would have picked Jurassic Park to win the whole thing out of Whoa. all the games that were listed. Uh, that's what I thought would have won. But I believe it's what died to Metallica when the Metallica fans got involved. It does have that that classic, it was one of the best, but maybe, I think age is kind of, uh, skews this voting too. It can, it can. And and again, and I should note, like Jurassic Park is just what going in I thought was going to win. If I were to have picked which Stern I wanted to win, it would have been Walking Dead. 
I I would have agreed with it. Oh, it's always that or Lord of the Rings with me. But I'm, well, and I, I'd have to. Th- I mean, Walking Dead I, didn't just have a chance, did off, it? It got a ways, but no. I mean, I never expected it. I didn't expect it to. Uh, Lord of the Rings, in my mind, was the only DMD game that really had a chance to beat the modern. So the modern Sterns are actually reviewing pretty well for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like the 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 formula is mastered, and maybe it all tastes like various uh, degrees of vanilla to a lot of people, but. Vanilla is popular, and so I like vanilla. Uh, you know, it's just modern games. You know, LCD era games, a lot deeper code. Uh, the layouts are less risky in ways that might flop, like WWE did. So yeah. it's just, you know, just certain things are just resonating. But I'm with you. I would have thought, especially time wise, I would have thought Jurassic Park would have got the nod over an Iron Maiden. I personally feel Jurassic Park's layout is better. Its code is better. Its flow is better, and its rules make more sense to me. So I, I actually, there's not a single thing about Iron Maiden other than the art that I would pick over Jurassic Park. I think I agree with you. But it's a fun game. I, I do like. I mean, Iron I like playing great. Iron Maiden. Would Iron Maiden make your top ten stern list? Not stern electronics. Right, right, modern right. Stern. modern stern pinball. Um, yeah, I think it would, hmm. but not my top five. It wouldn't make my top five. I think it would be close. Uh, uh, no, I probably no. Selfishly, no. Uh, I like some other games that are not as good as Iron Maiden. I know that objectively, but right, I like right. them my, my more. top five would probably be Lord of the not and this not in order, but Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings, uh, The Walking Dead, Star Trek, Jurassic Park, and Deadpool. Hmm, that's a good top five. I would take out Star Trek and replace it with Star Wars Premium LE. Mm. Um, and I would put Ghostbusters Pro in there. I probably would have Ghostbusters in the 10, I think maybe at 10th, but, uh, but Mm -hmm. yeah, Iron Man would probably be in there. Ghostbusters. I'd probably also, um, oh gosh, that's interesting. Interesting. Elvira. I'd have no Elvira. Yeah. Yeah. Elvira would be in, uh, for sure. I think I would also put ACDC in for me in that list of the, Mm -hmm. of the, in the 10. I don't know if I, I came up with 10 yet or not. But. You want to hear something stupid that you're going to get mad about? Mm. At this point in time, I'm still playing Stranger Things. St- I need more time on it, but currently, no. It would not, it would not make my time. Oh. Speaking of Stranger Things, there's a new code update. Version V.097. Or no. It would be point .97, right? <laughs> This, uh, V.097 sounds like one of the flippers works. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 0.97. Typo. Uh, we've got two new wizard modes. They added the total isolation to multiball, which is cool. And they changed the rules to send it back multiball. I made a note here because I think it was really cool when games do this. And it feels like Stern's starting to catch on to these little moments. But during the send it back multiball, once your super jackpot is hit, the flippers will die. They're dead. The game. And then they eject you one ball into the shooter lane to, to continue this same ball. But do you like when flippers die or coils go crazy or uh, you get that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think if it's used sparingly, yeah. Like total shutdown on Daddy East Jurassic Park. Yeah. It was a really cool thing to go and do that and then to see it all die and get of all course. your points, your bonus, and then the ball comes back in. It seems like an easy enough part of code, too. Yeah, I, to don't, create think I don't think it's coil over. Moments. Yeah, coil moments. 
the more coil moments, the better. In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there's some coil moments, too. I haven't played it yet. They do have it at the 403 Club now, but I've not nice. been up there. I've been warming up to Ninja Turtles. Like, full transparency, when it came out, I told everybody during first impressions, whether it's on this show or straight down the middle, that the code, I'm still trying to figure out this code. It's it's very different than your typical code set, um, and it's full but I was trying to warm up to it. It's, it's finally starting to warm back up to me a little bit, TMNT. But there's a coil moment in that when you get uh, one, two, three foot clan. If you complete that, then you like Cowabunga mode. And the Cowabunga mode, I still don't know what it is, but it's this multi-ball frenzy where you're trying to do everything in the game all at once. But once you get down to, I believe it's one ball, then flippers die and then it like... Your, your bonus countdown, it shows you all the tasks that you reach during that Cowabunga mode. And then once that's over, you get your big bonus, and it stays with the same ball. It just kicks a ball out for you right. and says, here you okay. go. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, that's where some big points are at. So I like the coil moments. You hear that, Dwight? He didn't, he didn't listen to this show. Lonnie, you hear it? We might have Dwight on here soon. That doesn't mean he listens. Yeah, that's true. That, that just means you, gil- you guilted him on to the show for something. Hear that, Nagel? We're speaking of Nagel, Jurassic Park code update, 1.02. You thought this game was done, but it's not. It's mostly done. Yeah, general cleanup, but they did add a new competition challenge. I think it's the new blur, but it's a competition challenge where apparently randomness is removed. Now, tell tell the listener, because I don't know enough about competition competition or tournament modes randomness what do we yeah likely dealing usually applicable to mystery award style uh items so when you turn on a competition mode it resolves the randomness uh and i've seen it happen in a couple of ways typically one is uh it might only just keep giving the same award over and over that's ultimately what i think most people have seen if they've ever played attack from mars in competition mode the mystery hole just keeps giving the 50 million points Uh, Though in earlier code, it actually did the other approach, which is like a ladder where it might be, all right, the first time you hit the mystery hole, you get your 50 million. The second time you get 100 million. And the third time you get an extra ball. And that way, if you do the same, right, because the, the issue is if you play at the same skill level, let's say you and I were playing identically on Jurassic Park Mm -hmm. and I did everything and got 10 million points from some random thing and you did everything exactly the same and only got 5 million. Why do I deserve uh, to win? I can see that. I can see so that's that sort of stuff. Right. And that's the thing like with system 11s and a lot of the Gottlieb system threes, that's where a lot of the frustration, this is why competition people hate those games mm-hmm. is because there was no way to turn off, especially like the Gottliebs to turn off those mysteries. And they're, <laughs> and they're so unbalanced. Gottlieb mysteries are like, Hell with it. You automatically win. The argument for the mystery awards was it makes it more fun because it kind of levels the playing field and people who are more casual still have ways to stay in the game. Uh, I would I would compare it to rubber banding in, in uh, Mario Kart where you have the the items like the blue shell and stuff that let people who are way behind, they get the better and better items yeah. to try and let them catch up. Yeah. That's a way to tr- implement rubber banding so that you're not... You're bouncing Make back. Make them real small. Yeah, so you're bouncing back up you know, so it stays tight. Because I have a friend who he plays so much Mario Kart, even with items, if you turn it way up to like 15 laps or whatever, he'll lap, he'll lap the other humans twice because he's just that good versus wow. a casual like me who only what plays What system does fun. he play on? Um, His preferred I, system. I'd have to ask. The example instance I'm thinking of, I believe, was GameCube. 
This was a long time ago, but yeah, like he okay, had all the maps too. memorized and all that. Remember, Tony and I were playing with him one time. We were doing like a three, th- I think it was three player local uh, competitive, and his bat the guy the good player his batteries died and we wouldn't pause. <laughs> he had to run. Tough and, shit. Yep, because he had to run and find batteries for his controller. And Tony and I were like, "No, we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait." We still lost, but still, we got like. Did two he caught up? Yes. No, he was so far ahead already. It He's was got like a switchblade of batteries. We, <laughs> yeah, it was just no, no. It took it took a while because uh, he like had to run to uh, down a hall or to wherever he kept the batteries and get batteries. Fucking and, Rainbow Road. Yeah, oh, Rainbow Road. Yeah. Something that's not good though in pinball is when pinball locations close down. We're seeing more and more of it because of the, the current climate. But uh, modern pinball, a staple in New York City, has closed its doors. Yes, I, I saw that on social media. And I had initially assumed it was COVID-19 related, though I have read that one happened to be more related to something involving the lease. And so it was, oh, it was okay. coming for a while, I guess. Huh. A lot of people like that place. I know that our friend Jason Knapp, he was he would frequent that place too. Yeah, yeah, it's iconic. A lot of places closing down, which is scary and sad all at once. Do you think we'll do you think this is kind of the beginning of the the phasing down of pinball again? I think we'll see more closures, yes, because of the state of the pandemic. Ugh. Whether they'll bounce back once uh, vaccine and everything, possibly. I don't think it. There's nothing that says this has to inherently may I mean pinball is going to become less popular overall with the society but mm-hmm. uh it's just how well we know that if they're less less of them out there then how does it not become less popular well it's a question of duration though because people who still remember like playing from five months ago aren't going to forget all of a sudden what pinball mm-hmm. is so yeah it's 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 really hard to say but i think i saw on pin side on a thread about arcade closures or reopenings and, and dealing with the virus that someone who's now reopened had noted he was really disappointed because the very first week he got to reopen, his business level was 5% of what it was. Oh. So even when he could reopen and even if he had to put in limits, it didn't matter because the limits didn't matter because people refused to go mm-hmm. because they don't feel it's safe. Yeah, and we know here in the States, it sounds like we're we've got another phase of COVID brewing. Technically, we're not in second peak. This is just the same first peak. Oh, geez. When's the next peak, Bill Nye? Peak would have been in the fall winter Ugh. with the schools. That would have been. That was that was projected to happen no matter what. But uh, what happened is we're seeing the numbers increase during the summer when they should have dropped. But the poor behavior of the public has made that impossible at this stage. Damn it, America. So do you think that with all of these locations closing down, they're going to be getting rid of, I'm thinking like arcades and thinking pinball. When these locations shut down, they're going to sell these games more than likely. Do you think that saturates the market and we, do we see a drop in pricing market-wise? No, I don't think I don't think the volume will hit. Not enough? Not, not enough at all at once. When they close, uh, depend. I mean, they're not like closing the same week. They're yeah. all geographically they're scattered everywhere, so the impact on the market isn't all saturated. In like, if it's all in Chicago, for example, mm-hmm. we, it may be then. And so, for those reasons, I don't think so. Though I do agree that most of these locations that are shutting down will probably uh, liquidate at least part of the product line. So I don't think, I don't expect used prices to go up under those conditions. But I don't, mm. I don't think it's going to be enough volume to 
to dramatically well, I, make something change. I would agree, but I can guarantee you, Dennis and listener, that a lot of these locations that are closing down, we don't know about. We don't hear about because they are the little bitty locations that have maybe have one to five pinball machines. You're not going to hear about that on Pinside. They're the true local, you know, mixed arcade, mixed barcade. And I don't think you're going to hear about a lot of them. Modern uh, pinball, yeah. of course. Uh, fair, fair enough. But let's say this little local, like, five-game arcade closes down. Well, those aren't all going to be the five same games. And, like, if they're doing it yeah. in, in I don't know, Kentucky or whatever, like, how many other uh, World Cup soccers are on the market right now? It's all yeah, – it all is dependent okay. on all these other things. So – yeah, if if it does anything, it would help push prices down. But I just don't think it's going to be enough volume and enough concentrated area to really move that. Now, prices may fall because of the pandemic, but I don't think mm-hmm. the arcade closure flooding the market is a big enough factor. I think that's more yeah. people not having as much money. People needing to free up cash are going to want to liquidate games, be they businesses or individuals. And, of course, the desire to make space for those that still have the means that are trying to gain access to the trickling out of the new games. Generally, we have not seen any downward price fluctuation on the secondary market. I haven't seen that since I've started in the in the pinball hobby. But I guess there's only one way to really find out the truth of the current pinball market. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on, come on, step right up, folks. I'm going to guess your weight. I'm going to guess your true hair color i'm gonna guess the value of your pinball machine that's sitting in your cellar only on the pinball shows p m t baby pinball market trends that's what we should do give me a p give me an m give me a t pinball market trends Woo-hoo. no get the rhythm up a little bit Turning up this week is Stern Pinball's KISS. What? KISS? Yeah. The numbers don't lie. We only report the facts here at the Pinball Show, Pinball Market Trends. And Stern's KISS, if you've noticed, look uh, historically over the last 6 to 12 months, that Stern's KISS is not only retaining its value, but it is going up a little bit. I attribute this a lot to people not selling them. You're not seeing, there's not a lot of KISS pinball machines that have been sold in the last year, period. They don't pop up. People seem to like them. That code update a year or two ago really helped it out. Now that people are super fans of pinball toppers, not that I was a part of any of that. I was. But Stern KISS topper may be one of the best. You're seeing this continue to trend up for some reason. Uh, try to find you a premium out there. You're still going to pay in the sixes. Find you an LE. Those damn things are really, really tough to find. Stern Pros, but they're even holding like uh, upper fours for secondary Stern Pro, believe it or not. Dennis, can you believe Stern Kiss is still a hotter commodity than it was when it uh, when it released? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I haven't played the new code update, but... I did hear it was pretty good. I always liked the layout of it. Yeah, it's solid. There's nothing that'll throw you with the code. It's not crazy code. Just solid code. Art solid. It's a pretty machine. Shoots really well. Still got those John Borg left pops that put you into danger. But I still want one. I'm kind of over the DMD. Is that sad? 
My such it's a predictable snoot? for well, with your given your personality is in no way surprising. Yeah, it's kind of snooty. Now I'm like, mm, I don't want a DMD. I thought about it, but I'm like, mm, it will not look good next to my LCD screens. And do you think any viewers and listeners are out there that are like that? Guys? Yeah, I do actually. Do you? Yeah. You think they're fans of me? Uh, yes, I do. Oh, seven of them. Unfortunately, trending down is the Dadder East. Mm. <laughs> they say Dadder in Australia. Yeah, well, so I, some, I sometimes still say vanilla from my... I blame my time in New York, but... Yeah, you sound like the Pinball Players podcast. Oh, uh, I, uh, an idea. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't usually say idea. Idea. I just thought he ended it off because his last name sounds like that. Lemire. Mm. Nope. No, it's a <laughs> it's northeast, probably northeast accent. <laughs> Lemire. <laughs> I thought that was funnier than it probably was. A data Reese is trending down this week, and that's Tales from the Crypt. Oh, no. I didn't. I, I didn't see this trending down, but now yeah, numbers are saying that it uh, is starting to trickle down a little bit. A lot on the marketplace lately. It's a year ago. You, you test the pulse of this thing, and it was beating rapidly. But now, eh, temper your expectations. If you're looking for a tales from the crypt, you can find one upper twos, lower threes, 2,800, 3,200. That's that should be your aim. You're gonna pay a little bit more if it does have that topper. Uh, if the door handle shooter is intact, it doesn't have a lot of wear. That game's really bad about uh, insert ghosting and stuff cracking. So take a look at it. But 2800 to 3200 for one of the best out of East out there. And I'm going back to trending up because trending up this week. Oh, I love talking toppers, baby. Believe it or not, Dennis Creasel, the topper that is trending up this week is Star Wars. The Star Wars topper. LE thing, the R2D2? Yeah. Any any ideas or guesses as to why Star Wars toppers training up? Nope. Well, it might be because I have a whole pallet full in the back of my truck, but no. Yeah. T- <laughs> <laughs> true true uh. story. True story. True story. Uh, Stern is making Star Wars toppers again. And you guys listen to this program because you know you're going to get the truth and the facts, and you're going to get it here on Pinball Market Trends. I've got a couple little birds out there, and when they're not shitting on my windshield, they're telling me that once this next run of Star Wars toppers is gone, out of production there, I think they're done. That's it. No more Star Wars toppers. I thought they were making 750. I think it was 500. Oh, I don't. Sorry. I but, but no, I, they were $750 to buy. Oh, okay. That's, that's where you're getting right. your $750. So but remember yeah, my old research on the pricing. So either they built them all or they're terminating the production of them. Hmm. But with that goes a trending up. Yeah. Star Wars toppers. As a dealer, I saw the inventory list and they updated us. And I said, I'll take them. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Bought all the Star Wars toppers. <laughs> Stern still has some, so if you don't want to buy through flipping out them, I'll buy direct from them. That's fine too, but Star Wars toppers will be on the rise. Same thing as Beatles toppers, y'all. You guys, I, I reminded you and I told you weeks back that the Beatles topper was about to be done for. For a long, long time, if not ever. Those of you who didn't listen and want a Beatles topper now, Good luck trying to find one. People are price gouging those things. $600 for a Beatles topper. Maybe more. 
What do you think Star Wars is going to be? I don't know, Zach. You bought them all. What is it going to be? Well, we're not tacky and overpriced stuff just because there's scarcity. Oh. Price them for what they are priced at. But then I guess they're whatever their price stat is what they'll go for. Yeah, that's what they'll go for for now. Yeah. For now. I don't know how it's turning up because that's still the price. So. Oh, I, I just, I want to do a whole episode about toppers. Do you I think do we'd not. Have any we listeners? did one. It was fucking stupid. Oh, man. No, we got good feedback on that one. I still didn't like the amount of work don't, I put on it. So I don't want to do it, it was, again. It was really good. And uh, I shouldn't be saying this. Damn it. I just, I get so excited, Dennis, when it comes to toppers. There is, uh, <laughs> there's an underground topper group. No, there and, isn't. No, believe me, there is. And it's good that you don't know about it. Because It is good, silent. so don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear it. But there is a topper or two that are being built right now, not by a manufacturer. And I'm not sure you'll ever see them advertised because they are such a limited custom run. And I am in on one of them. And Dennis, it is the topper to end all toppers. This topper is so good that it would say you twippy best topper category i'm going for the best game i know uh people reach out to me when they're building toppers now i'm the topper king dennis self-proclaimed baby yep and there's some there's some cool toppers coming out Uh, we'll do a little and then i'll get into your deal of the week i'm gonna do a little uh shock and all right here this is probably gonna be a positive shock and all i'm gonna tell dennis something that is very very secretive super secretive only a handful of people know about it in the world and we'll see what his response is here we go listener all right dennis i'm gonna tell you the price of this and then you can react to the audience i'm paying over (laughs) oh my god it's cool but stupid right well i mean it's yeah i mean it sounds really not i just like i'm trying to think and it's like well it's under what i did for my neon okay that's fair so so i mean i've i've made decisions i feel like i'm gonna turn around and you're gonna charlie brown me here but but (laughs) but that being said uh my neon sign is one of a kind yeah that's true and not ga- and not game dependent. See, that's the thing. It's like, what do you do with a topper uh, if you don't have the game anymore? Do you keep it? I'll put it on my headboard. I'll put it on my tombstone. Given what you've described, yeah, I would, I would assume you would. But Let's talk about how you can waste your money in this week's Deals of the Week. Bye, bye, bye! And I say waste your money because there's no deals. What the hell? What's going on, Pinsiders? What's going on, Facebookers? Why don't we have good deals of the week this week? I had to give out my own last week, Dennis. That mm-hmm. game is pending sale. This week, I'm doing a deals of the... What the fuck? That's what I'm doing. Because there are so many ads right now on Pinside of pinball machines that make no sense. I'm going to run through them real quick. We've got a, a Comet pinball machine out of New York, New York. I don't know if the guy was having a stroke. I hope not. I'm not trying to be mean here, but these are random pictures that looks like he was falling down in the process of snapping the shot. There's a random... uh, This is for a comet, y'all. There's a random front of a Batman Forever. There's personal text messages with addresses. And the kicker is the last photo with a thumb in in the way is of raw meat. (laughs) <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> loaves of meat 
God, no, it smells like like a used diaper filled with Indian food. What the fuck is sold as is? So is it refrigerated? Because if it's as is, it's out of the freezer. I don't want that. Meat. What the fuck? Oh, another deal of the... What is going on here is an Adams Family Gold Special Collector's Edition out of Huntington Beach, California. No pictures. Just says I'm only selling because I have my eye on a car. Number 852, Huntington Beach. Several mods. Very clean game. But the only picture we get is a picture of the Special Collector's Edition certificate, in which case not everybody even signed it. They're missing John Crutch and John Yousey's signature. Hmm. And the biggest thing, $20,000. Wow. For an Adams Family Gold? Oh, come on, people. They sell for nine grand, ten grand tops. If you have it restored, maybe eleven. Twenty thousand, you say you're firm? I'll give you something firm on your doorstep for this stupid ass sale. Oh! Excuse me. You know, desire smells like that to some people. Next is a hurricane by Williams, Las Vegas, Nevada. You'd have to gamble away your paycheck to earn this thing. It's restored, okay. Buy today, ships tomorrow. What if you buy it on Saturday? Does it ship on Sunday? I don't want to shit on this guy, but you look at this. It's got old ramps. How's it restored if it's got old, old crusty ass ramps? It's got some playfield wear. I think I even see chip plastics. $39.95 or best offer? Here's an offer. Learn how to sell a fucking pinball machine. $39.95 for a hurricane? I hope it's seven hurricanes. Jesus. What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Star Trek The Next Generation, a game that I really enjoy. Out of Chandler, Arizona. On Pinside, it comes with manuals, and it even comes with a ball cap. Isn't that nice? What's not nice is the goddamn price. $6,000 for a run-of-the-mill Star Trek Next Generation? What are these people smoking? You can always tell by the stupid pictures, too. Stupid pictures of the dead giveaway. He's got the manual, but then he showcases, or she showcases, a Marco specialty advertisement for an MPU board. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? $6,000. You're out of your ever-loving mind. I could keep going. Indiana Jones, the pinball adventure out of Las Vegas. I wonder if this is the same dipshit that was selling the other one. This one. Oh, this is home use only, ladies and gentlemen. Playfield's immaculate. Collector's quality. It's gold-plated, y'all. They've owned the machine since 2001. Man, what's not to like? Well, let's look at the pictures. Well, for one... I don't know if this is a new playfield, but uh, I see insert ghosting everywhere. This is not a great playfield. It's got some mods on it. Looks like the run of the mill. It don't, it don't even show the cabinet. Yeah, it's been completely restored and rebuilt. Clear coated playfield. Well, if you didn't clear coat the playfield right, then I don't care about it. But when you're asking fourteen thousand five hundred dollars, <laughs> what in the hell oh, is I'm going on? It's completely broken down and restored by Treasure Cove. Hashtag, that's now a red flag when you hear that. $14,500. Jeez Louise. Oh, can't forget the Simpsons. The good old Dadder East from the 90s. Uh, this one's out of California, right on the San Diego, Mexico line. Fully restored again. Dennis, I mean, 
fully restored by Elite Pinball Restorations. The cab was fully stripped, it was repaired, it was repainted, redecaled, quality materials here. Playfield stripped, scans of wear areas were covered and touched up. Oh, starting to worry me here. I don't care. All I know is when I look at the picture, Dennis, I see a picture of a fucking Simpsons pinball machine that has powder-coated legs that are green, that has a powder-coated lockdown bar that's red, a powder-coated left rail that's yellow, and a powder-coated right rail that's the same green as the legs. What is going on? That is a $2,000 turd, and you're selling it for $6,500? Get the hell out of here. Fuck. God. You can't make this up. Buff to perfection? Oh. Fucking buff the color off those powder-coated legs and armor. $6,500. They painted the whole the back of the machine all white. Oh, and and the kicker on this one, <laughs> you look under the playfield, Dennis, and they took out the pop bumper mechanisms and powdered those bitches yellow. <laughs> Jesus, people. All this should be set on fire. Oh, oh my God. Smells like Bigfoot's dick. Oh. And the last deal of the, come on, bro, is... Out of Milford, Connecticut. And this is a you should know better. Pinballs.com. You should know better. They're selling an Avengers Ellie Hulk edition. The less preferred, in my opinion, Ellie edition. I, I like the premium blue better. I mean, that's fine. G- great condition, home use only. I believe them here. Pinballs.com, reputable from what I know. Beautiful LED job. So it's out of the box, home use only. Over 400 new and reconditioned pinball machines in stock. Authorized distributor for blah, 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 blah. Same day shipping. What if you ship on Sunday? Same shit. Credit cards accepted. $8,400? $8,500? Used Avengers LE? Pinballs.com. Come on. Usually pinballs.com jacks up the price and overprices things that are still in the box that they've held on to. But this is just a slap in the face. What is going on over there in Connecticut? $8,500 for a used Polk. Give me a break. So for you, Comet, Adams Family, Hurricane, Star Trek The Next Gen, Indiana Jones, that abomination of a Simpsons, and the Avengers Hulk edition, go to hell for your deals of the week. Smells like Bigfoot's dick. God. It was worth sitting through just to hear about the Simpsons. The Simpsons, God! Oh, I want to save the Simpsons. Oh, that game is a turd. Don't bother. It is Don't a turd bother. of a game. But Jesus, new flipper bats, original data east. Well, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, damn it, man! I hate being. I don't hate being mean. But come on. All right, let's close out this uh, let's pinball market trends with a little viewer trend. Oh my, hold up, hold up. Nope. <laughs> I just made the mistake of checking out the other ads from this Pinsider selling the Simpsons. Oh, Jesus. They're also selling a Comet for $6,000. And a Playboy, restored Playboy, $7,000. Something says you might be sitting on that one for a while. Oh, and that damn Treasure Cove, uh, Indiana Jones. The... The whole bottom of the cabinet is painted white inside of the cabinet. (laughs) 
Uh, it hurts my eyes just to see this kind of shit to pinball machines. I'm sorry, pinball machines. The take-home message here, ladies and gentlemen, is that quote-unquote restoration doesn't always mean quote restoration. Sometimes restoration means stay the hell away because that person doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Reputable restoration. Maybe that's what we have to start changing it to. Call Steve Bowden. Reputable restoration. Maybe he can change it in the dictionary. Jeez. There should be like a, uh, a certified program for restoration. I just now thought of that, and that's actually a good idea. A review system. There you go, Jeff. Put that in This Week in Pinball. I'd like to see a database of restoration reviews. <laughs> this poor Simpsons would not be it. <laughs> All right, we've got a, a listener. Uh, we've got a listener. Uh, fuck, Zach, come on, get through this. We've got a listener trend segment here. And uh, I don't know who this is that submitted it, but it is a it is a, a character. And it's Grandpa, or Gramps. I... I'd like to think it's uh, Grandpa Creasel, but uh, let's take a listen to see what Grandpa has to say about this week's viewer trends. Pinball <coughs> trends. Sorry, I think I got a bit of that coronavirus stuck in my throat. Trending up this week, me. At my age, just waking up in the morning is a good thing. Trending down, getting out of my dag-dab bed. I know what you're saying, but back off with that high-floating attitude, Mr. Zach Meany, you whippersnapper. I don't have an escalator to help me get upstairs every day. You'll find out what I'm talking about one day when you wake up every morning like a weevil, rolling around in a mattress indentation, trying to get on your feet before you pee all over yourself. Trending up. Shaker motors. We didn't have shaker motors when I was a kid. Hell, we didn't even have flippers back then. Nowadays, I can get granny to just saddle up on that lockdown bar. I step up to the machine and <laughs> with a little flipper action, if you know what I mean, I can activate that shaker motor and get that booty moving like when we were teenagers. Bye-bye-bye. Trending down is leg stability. Mine and the pinball machines. Granny ain't as light as she used to be, and after a few minutes shaking on that machine, both mine and the pinball machine's legs are getting a little wobbly. Trending up, rule sets. Back in my day, pinball games had one set of rules. Hit the freaking ball. Nowadays, pinball machines have rule sets that are longer than a Canada rant. They go on and on and on and on. Trending down, my attention span. How am I supposed to get through all these rules while I'm playing a game? Hit this ramp, hit this target, go around this loop, do this, do that, do... What was I talking about? Trending up this week, pissed off podcasters. It seems to me they're crawling out of the damn woodwork. I've had about all I can take of this self-righteous know-it-all hoity-doity old the world is out to get me crap. Oh, Stern hates me. Ooh, JJP's against me. Hey, every other podcaster is jealous of me. Well, bull hockey. You want something to get worked up about? 
Find out your prostate is swollen to the size of a grapefruit and your proctologist has fingers the size of Dennis Creasel's left leg. That's something to get worked up about. Ooh, last time I felt like that, I was in my skivvies playing pinball and took a shooter knob up the keister when I accidentally backed up into my Star Wars machine. It had that big old Death Star knob on there and eat your mama. You try pulling off that and spring action keeps pulling you back and away. Well, it wasn't pretty. Trending down is my ability to hold my temper while listening to these ranting podcasters, these dang never fucking. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. All right, Dennis, when there's no news, we create news. And this week, we're going to create another most valuable player entry into the pinball show. We've done this a couple times. I'm liking the way this is rolling, where we randomly pick a machine and you and I cast a most valuable player designation to one of the creators on the team responsible for that game. Okay. I remember how to play. We are going to each pick our most valuable player, and it's going to go up on a big wall and a plaque, uh, you know, uh, an imaginary one. Hey, Sarah Bear, can you get me a, uh, a random number from 1 to 100? It's 79. Oh, 79. We're going deep now. Let's see what 79 is. Okay. All right, Dennis, number 79 is Flash Gordon by Bally back in 1981. Mm. I guess, did Bell Games do... I think Bell Games did it. Bell Games is a foreign manufacturer that would have built it for an overseas market. Oh, yeah. They're from Bologna, Italy. Oh, Bologna. Bologna. Do you eat Bologna? Uh, I, not often, but I don't mm. not eat it. No, I like fried Bologna. That's about the only Bologna I can do. All right. Who's our MVP for Flash Gordon? I guess I'll go first. I think you went first last time. Uh, my MVP, there's not much to choose from here because it's an earlier... You know, as a yeah, solid they don't state, list very much on IPDB in terms of people yeah. who worked on it. Yeah, and there's not, I mean, call-outs wise, it's got, they do the squawk, squawk and talk stuff on that one, I think. Um, no, it didn't. It, it did, it used it because you hear the like, uh, try again, Earthlings. Yes. The Emperor Ming awaits. See, I would probably have given it if I knew the voice over person. Do you think it's from the film? It might be. Okay, I would give it to the call-out Emperor Ming, but since I don't know who that is, I'm going to give it to the designer. Um, Who's the designer again? Claude Fernandez. Claude Fernandez. I'm going to give it to Claude Fernandez because there are a lot of fun things. This is a brutal game. That's why it still holds up today, in my opinion, and a very unique layout. I like the two-spinner combo, and I even like the drop-target loop kind of thing. Um, Really tough game. Is this like one of the only games I can think of that has a, a, a kicker that can do two things, right? Can right, kick right. Kick up yeah. or can kick yeah, over. Center, or kick the uh, center kickout hole will kick down and then up, alternating. So if I had to give it to anybody, it would probably be whoever did the mechanics of this. I'm and that gonna, might be Claude. That might be why we don't see other names. Listed. It could be. He may have it could done be. it all. In particular, my favorite thing, this is this is me being razzle-dazzle Zach again. My favorite part of Flash Gordon is that damn strobe, strobe light in the back box. I love that thing, but I was reading on uh, IPDB here, and I didn't realize this, that a lot of people complained about that strobe light, and they got rid of it during production. Hmm. And there's uh, the the windows covered up on some of those games. Yeah, I think the ones I, I've played in the area uh, do have the strobe, so. 
I love the strobe. They're always, anytime I pick up one of these things um, that hasn't been shopped out, the strobe's always not working. But when it is working, that is a that is a sight right there. That is a sight. So whoever did the strobe and the Emperor Ming callouts, but by default, I'm going old Claude Fernandez. Who's your MVP? I'd have to go with Claude Fernandez as well. Uh, I, sorry, Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, sorry, Kevin. Uh, I like the art fine for it's, it. But, art's fine, yeah. Um, but I often, dis- when people ask me, uh, I always describe Flash Gordon as the hardest game of the 80s I, because even Ooh. successful shots are punished. Mm-hmm. Even if you make your shot, like if you hit those inline drops, you're in trouble. If you make any of the drop targets, you're in trouble. Uh, it's like nothing is safe on that game. So it can be yeah. very frustrating for people. Uh, now, in terms of the, I'm not... I'm not a huge Claude Fernandez fan and he did a lot of, he was with Williams really briefly and, and you may, you may know this, but it's a kind of interesting story for those that don't, but Steve Ritchie, if I remember correctly, and I apologize if I'm wrong. So bear in mind, this is me trying to dredge things up from the past, but I believe Steve Ritchie accused Claude Fernandez of stealing this design from him. Oh, more specifically, solid state drama. More. Yeah. More specifically that, I mean, Claude had been with Williams. He made a game called Blackout in 1980 with mm-hmm. him. And then what happened is what what comes out in in 1981, but Flash Gordon. And mm-hmm. then separate from that, what was at the end of 1980 that Williams made that also had Black a, Knight? There you go. Had a, had an upper split playfield. Play field, yeah. Yep. And so the the story as it goes is that Claude had seen uh, Steve working on Black Knight before he left Williams. He'd seen the drawing or the Whitewood or whatever. And mm-hmm. so he, when he went over to Valley, recreated as best he could from memory what he remembered seeing Steve had done. Oh. And that ended up being what we see as Flash Gordon. Now, I don't know for certainty on that or not. I've also heard some of the other Bally games that Fernandez has. You can see similarities with other designs that Williams had been working on while he was still there. In okay. them. So there were suggestions that he poached a number of things. Now, the interesting thing to me is, as you know, I am a I'm a big Steve Ritchie fan. He's my favorite yes. solid state pinball designer, but I mm-hmm. actually greatly prefer Flash Gordon over Black Knight. Oh, I think a lot of people probably pinball pinball people. I think a lot of people probably would. I just I I enjoy it a lot more. The only I reason really I've like not tried well. to get a Flash Gordon is uh, when I have people over to play, I think this is so brutal it might actually turn people off to pinball. So I've been <laughs> I've been more than happy just to play it on location, drop quarters, and play it on location. It's hard to find a nice one too. Yeah, even our uh, location ones, while they were pretty in pretty good shape, a lot of stuff wouldn't always work. Like that uh, the two way kickout hole, it mm-hmm. really would struggle. I've noticed on these copies to kick it back up and actually not just immediately fall mm-hmm. back into the kickout hole. For example, yeah, it can be a very difficult uh, high power flipper shot needed to get all the way back into the shoe. Lane. Well, that and it, like the flippers, you have to have those rebuilt because that that left ramp is pretty far away. Yeah, and it, yeah. if you got some sluggish flippers, forget it. And as it was common with these early 80s games, uh, flipper hop, really common with the ball going mm-hmm. down the in lanes. And then, you know, trying to trap up can sometimes be difficult because as soon as it gets to the flipper, it does a little hop. Yep. Uh, and you're like, aren't these aligned? Like, yeah, no, that's just that's what it is. And it's a bastard enough game. You don't need stuff like that. Yep hindering your progress yeah, anyway, it's, yeah uh, it's, i'd give it to claude. what, what really else did like claude it. do then because i blackout's a cool game too yeah i don't have much memory of blackout he did um in terms of class of 81 bally he also did mm-hmm. electra and embryon so those both were his, get, 
Hmm? I'm a Claude fan. Uh, both of those games, I think, are damn cool. I really like Embryon. Yeah, uh, Embryon's an interesting one. I'm not. It's so wide. I I don't have a ton of fun with it. Um, he did skateball with Bowser. Oh my gosh, where's he, this guy coming from? My he, ignorance yeah, he didn't do a whole here is just showing. Games. Skateball's uh, great too. And then he uh he did three more games with Bally in the later years. He did Spectrum, he did Baby Pac-Man, oh, he, he did Claude. Granny and the Gators. Claude. And then he went to Daddy Claude. East and did Torpedo yeah, Alley. Good. I I like Torpedo Alley too. And he did the design for <laughs> uh, Airborne with Capcom, and that's the last oh, game. Oh my he gosh. Did. That's a fun game too. That I'm mixed on that game. It's cool. It looks cool, but it's a little repetitive. But and you have to have some flippers to fucking make shots. But, yeah, well, that's the thing with all Capcom. So. But man, Claude, Claude, Claude is clouding my mind right now. Mm-hmm. Man, I feel like I'm listening to Silverball Chronicles here. Thank you for that, Dennis. So our MVP is a double stack here. Yep, We're both going yeah, Claude Fernandez. Probably inevitable to happen eventually. What do you think Claude's doing nowadays? Uh, not sure. I assume reti- I assume retired. He, I know he's been to pinball shows and, and spoken on panels and stuff. I've never seen him though. So. Hmm. We're gonna have to see if uh, David Dennis and Ron Hallett want to maybe do a where are they now? Where's maybe Claude he'll touch Fernandez on it when now. they do their. I'm sure they're gonna do Capcom at some point. Yeah, that would be cool. So congratulations, Claude. You were the MVP for both Dennis and I, and you will be eternalized on the wall of MVPs at the pinball show headquarters congratulations make me want to go out and play flash gordon yeah i kind of wish i had one right now actually all right dennis that was our show episode 22 of the pinball show what do these people need to do between now and the next time they need to subscribe to us on facebook and youtube and twitch and all of the other stuff we have some interesting inner workings Right now that we're working out on uh, the Pinball Network, right? Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to give some more news here in upcoming days. Continuing to build. We're six months in, and I'm very happy with the progress that we have made and the exposure that we have uh, that we have built with everybody. So keep that up. As a reminder, everybody, Off the Record Pinball Podcast, it's there for your use. So if you want to fire up that microphone and try your own podcast out, that's what that is there for, and we'll help you along the way if you need any help. So email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com for more information regarding that. Dennis, where can people catch you between the Pinball Network and the next uh, recording sesh? Uh, I can always uh, reach out through the other podcast I do, Eclectic Gamers Podcast, which is at eclecticgamers.com for the website, or you can email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com and uh, Mm, check it. Very terrific. Are you still selling the EGP t-shirts? Yeah, yeah, over with Teespring, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm still wearing mine all the time. We've been trying. We wanted to have a special T-shirt for episode 100, and uh, but our designer has had to keep delaying. So that's still, in theory, happening at some stage. I'm hoping to have an update in August about that. Damn artists. And if you guys would be so kind, um, review us on iTunes. That would be great. We got some pretty good reviews overall over there. Now, that goes usually to the Pinball Network in general. So if you love a particular show or shows, Go over there and rate us. Do it right now, actually. Help us out. Do it right now. We want to boost those reviews up. You can also go to the This Week in Pinball database. Um, we're not doing so well over there, Dennis. Mm, I haven't checked by, in a while. When I, when I said we, I mean me. Um, for the pinball show, we've got some really low reviews. 
This last one was submitted by Dave S. July 5th. Oh, it's like mean tweets. The caption of the review is, Dennis is great, but he needs less many. <laughs> he says, started listening to the show based on the SDTM reviews and the fun that Greg and Zach had doing these. That has not transferred to the pinball show. Dennis brings a professional side to things. Everybody loves Dennis, of course. And Zach is a sidekick. A sidekick is just way too over the top. Whoa. Mm. And he's not even funny. Parentheses. Although he thinks he is. <gasps> you do think you are. That's true. Uh, there's a difference between thinking and knowing, but I will go on. Uh, let's stick to the news in pinball and some honest reviews. We don't do reviews, but whatever. I think Dennis needs the other SDTM guy as his partner. Oh, <laughs> hashtag I ouch. Don't, I don't know how well Greg and I would work together, actually. You know, originally the theory was we would both be doing the show, but on separate mm-hmm. days. So yeah. we weren't ever actually going, our, our paths shall not intertwine. Yeah, I don't know if the world can handle such a thing. We really don't. It needs a buffer. But uh, and, sidekick thing, that's really weird. You actually do the all the production work on this show. I do it at the GP, but, um, but not here. Sidekick. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm really far more of the sidekick. I feel like a an old segment should be reinstituted. Oh, no. Hashtag Dick of the Week! <sighs> tick, 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 Dick of the Week! God, Dave... What happened to us? You were fine with me on uh, on Straight Down the Middle of Pinball Show. Uh, of course, you worship Greg. And here I am creating more beautiful, wonderful, informative, awesome content. And here you are loving uh, my co-host. the hell? Where's the Zach love out there, people? So go to the This Week in Pinball database. And if you want to, uh, leave us a review there. I do, I do follow that to see what Apparently you do. hateful things that people say. <laughs> Show us some love, damn it. Have we not earned that yet? I don't know. If they don't love us, they probably shouldn't give us five stars. (sighs) But if you don't if you don't like it, then you probably shouldn't listen either, is kind of the thing. So don't be a dick on the database. Database dick. That's what I'm gonna start calling them. Database dicks. Hmm. Don't be a double D. Upon your next purchase of a pinball machine or an escalator stair climbing hand truck, call us at flipping out pinball. That's flip the letter in out pinball.com or email me at Zach Z-A-C-H at flip in out pinball.com or call me, text me 812-457-9711. I'm going to tell you guys, there is some cool, cool stuff about to hit the market in the next couple months. Why not get ahead of the game? Get on that interested list of those rumored games so you don't have to worry about the hustle and bustle and rushing around. Am I going to get a game? Who am I going to cut? No, it's already done. It's already done. TPN last week, we had a lot of good podcasts, a lot of good streams. I am loving this top five stream clip. Uh, oh, yeah, that seems clipping. to be going over really well. It's a good oh, idea. Was that George's it, idea? That was uh, We Love Pimble. Oh, well, good One job. of our we new affiliates. Pimble because that is, seems, people seem to really yeah. enjoy that. So. I think We Love Pimble is out of, he's out of Germany. No, this next week's, I've already seen like the Discord clips that people are clipping. Mm. Oh, yeah. I yeah, don't know how he's going to clip five. Like, there's some good oh, it's stuff. it's going to get cutthroat competitive. People are going to oh. be shiving each other over this stuff. That's right. Dude, Mystery mystery Pinball. If you guys aren't listening and following and watching uh, the stream of Mystery Pinball His stream's Theater. so good. Oh, he is so freaking entertaining. I have the sock song stuck in my head. Where my sock's at? Where my sock's at? And then the Jurassic Park by Fliptronic doing the opening with the Jurassic Park mm. heads. Oh, oh. Yeah. MPT3K has another submission that you're, you're likely going to see, if not winning this next 
next week's top five with another little ditty that gets stuck in your head. So go follow and watch those streamers today. So for Dennis Creasel, I am Zach Minnie. Go out and play yourself some pinball and have fun. And remember that they're not lima beans or a nice Chianti. <laughs> you always shock me because I never know what you're going to say. I thought you were going to say something about Goya beans. I was like, oh, no. And always practice safe pinball. And for, again, if you're going to powder coat the legs green and you're going to do a red lockdown bar and a yellow left side rail, why would you match up the right side rail with the, the same green as the left? It doesn't make sense. Taking crazy pills. <laughs> Up. Uh. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr. Oh my god. What is that smell? Oh. That's the smell of desire, my lady. God, no, it smells like like a used diaper filled with Indian food. Oh, excuse me. You know, desire smells like that to some people. What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Oh. Oh, hey, that's great. <laughs> 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 <laughs>